At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. This is the Los Angeles CityCast with Danielle Alvari, presented by Bet Rivers. Welcome in to the Los Angeles CityCast presented by Bet River Sportsbook. I'm your host, Danielle Alvari. Under 29 days until the NFL 2022 season kicks off. So, you know, we have to set some ground rules. And the ground rules are there are no ground rules. That's from Yes Man. That's a great film. So you should check it out. No, but seriously, we are doing some fun tips today. Part one is going to be NFL betting 101s. Keeping it simple, we like this to be a podcast where people feel like they can at least learn a little bit about sports betting each time they hear it. So NFL betting 101, do's and don'ts with none other than Matt Brown, sports betting analyst from VSIN. You may have seen him on Primetime Action, a great show that they do there. And lots of exciting things coming towards the lineup on VSIN in the coming weeks as well as football season creeps closer. And of course, we'll also ask Matt about his thoughts on the Rams and the Chargers. And then we'll get into the WNBA. We'll have a Wednesday and Thursday preview last week of games here before playoffs start. Uh, so it's a little sentimental. But before we welcome in Matt, let's take a look at the LA odds. So Wednesday, uh, of course, we have Twins at Dodgers and also Angels at A's. No Thursday for either of these teams. And uh, no odds up just yet, but calling all baseball fans this week, Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is your home for same game parlay bets, and uh, you can get in on all professional baseball games here. Just create your ideal same game parlay of over three legs and receive up to three 50% profit boosts. So you get a 50% profit boost when you place a qualifying same game parlay wager this week only. Head over to betrivers.com or download the BetRivers Sportsbook app for more details. And if you're wondering about the Rams and the Chargers odds before 
we asked Matt about them. I think I already know some of the futures that he's on. And one of them, I believe, has to do with the Chargers and the AFC West. The Chargers right now, plus 225 at Bet Rivers to win the AFC West. And, of course, the Chiefs are the short shot there at plus 170. But I don't know. Could we see some regression from them? It's possible. The Rams... To win the NFC West, the favorite at plus 125 with the Niners behind them at plus 160. What do we really know about Trey Lance? We do know that the Niners like to beat the Rams. We've seen it many times. And the Cardinals, a little bit of offseason drama with Kyler, obviously. Has he done his homework? Just jokes. Uh, four to one odds there. And then Seahawks at 16 to one as well. The NFC West is not the same NFC West of years past. So something to consider. And then also, if you're really really looking for something the rams and the chargers will be playing in an nfl preseason game on saturday as well and the chargers three and a half point favorites we're gonna have adam burke on on friday show to talk about that and also the dodgers and the angels of course and then we'll also get calvin wetzel from spread the floor back on here to look at the last couple WNBA games we'll try to pick some out from sunday as well as we preview a friday and sunday with calvin in friday's pod but let's stick to today for now and as always you can find these odds and so much more at bet river sportsbook so now let's welcome in matt brown you can find him where are you doing now matt hosting primetime action on VEASAN. what else are you working yeah on? you know primetime action a little bit of this a little bit of that you know just hey follow me on the twitter machine for some really terrible takes at matt brown m2 there you go and that, there it is daniel there we go it's always hard when you have a name like Matt Brown. Yep. How'd you settle on M2? Uh, back in the day, it was like my first like company like name was like M2 Concepts oh. or whatever. And so it just I just threw it on the end because, yes, when you have a very basic name such as Matt Brown, you're never getting your name for anything. So you have to get very creative. My email address is a disaster. This. My email address is a complete disaster to try and get anything even remotely close to my name. So, yeah. With like 8 million digits at the oh, end. Oh, and the dots and the things and the whatnots. And yeah, it's it's horrible. It's horrible. I love asking this because it reminds me of like screen names back when there was AIM. Because people are like, mm -hmm. actually, this is my first this or cheer girl this. And uh, Adam Burke, who comes on the show a lot too, I'm like, what is skating tripods? He's like, oh, that used to be one of my, you know, this. And so it's always <laughs> an interesting story. So first company, did not expect that. Well, Matt, we brought you on here for a very, very special reason. We're going to do NFL betting 101, do's and don't. So for people who are brand new, maybe to betting or newer, or maybe just looking to expand mm -hmm. their knowledge a little bit, the do's and the don'ts, we're going to try to keep it pretty straightforward. And I'm going to let you go first. And unfortunately, I told him to prepare like three of these and I started preparing and I had like 10 and I realized so many of them are so negative. I have so many don't do this, don't do this. So I'm going to end on my do's. Okay. But where do you want to start? All right. So let, let, let's let's start with the don'ts then and then we'll go, we'll go to the do's. And so I'll start with the don't. And the biggest thing for me is trying to not bet emotionally. So so don't bet emotionally. I think that this is, there's a couple of different ways to go about this. Danielle, you and I are passionate collegiate fans of the schools that we went to. I'm sure there are a ton of people who are super passionate about their home team. And it very it's very easy to get caught up in, I'm going to bet my team no matter what, come hell or high water. And what we're going to try to do is if we can keep from it, is betting without any sort of reason behind the bet other than just we're emotionally attached to the bet. And so, you know, listen, there's absolutely nothing wrong with taking a long shot futures bet on whatever college you went to or whatever your home team is and whatever sport. Hey, look, that's fun. It lasts a long time. That's perfectly fine. What we don't want to get in the habit of is each and every week 
I am betting on my team no matter what to win, and I don't care. And if I lose and lose and lose and lose and lose, so be it. You know, that's not what we're trying to do here for trying to be good betters. And then on the other, on the flip side of this, right, is is trying to avoid emotionally betting against a certain team because you hate that team or it is, you know, whatever it might be. That's another way that you can kind of get caught up in this emotional betting circle that can end up where you get to the end of the year and you realize that you've done something pretty poorly. And I think that this is also going to get tested this year a little bit as well, Danielle, with this whole Deshaun Watson situation, right? I mean, like, mm. like it is going to be very easy to want to bet against him, right? When he finally gets back in there and you have to, you have to fight that urge to blindly want to bet against a player. Do we, do we just, have just to because match? you don't like the guy? <laughs> Listen, because here's the problem. There's 52 other guys on that team and they're trying to win, right? And like there's 52 other players that are going to try to spoil that bet for you. And so it's it's one of those things where, look, you if you want to avoid it altogether, perfectly fine. But I wouldn't target a single player to bet against every single time because we emotionally have, you know, a, a problem with that person and stuff. And, and it's something that, listen, we all do it from time to time. And it's good to take a step back and just go, okay, listen. Am I making this bet because I honestly think that this is a an edge or there's some sort of angle here for this? Or am I doing this strictly because I'm in love or I hate or whatever it might be? And if that's the case, then maybe it's time to kind of back off. I love that. And that was sort of one of mine. And to mm. your point about let's use UCLA and USC as an example, since this is the Los Angeles City cast. And obviously I went to UCLA and I don't like USC. But to your point, when UCLA and USC play each other, if I think USC is going to cover the spread, I just take that mm -hmm. week off right. so that I don't have to live through that bet and I can just enjoy the game. So if there's a week that your team, you actually have good reason to believe that they're going to win, take that bet. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But if there's a week that you think this is going to be a mess for them, just lay off that week. So it's not about you can't bet on your team ever but just maybe avoid it when you think it's not going to go your way that's how you can that's how you can bet on your team um mine my next one here i have a don't do not tail random handicappers blindly this happens across all sports really but we get so much information on the nfl it's actually a little bit disorienting at some times and we'll see people who are all stat based and people who are a little bit more of the qualitative data but just tailing people blindly do some of your own research there find the people that work for you i think um i don't know if you have any stories about people who do this or anything like that but i'm always shocked to hear people even when i do WNBA coverage they'll say well what do you want tonight i'm like well do i mean I'll tell you, but yeah. don't you want to know where, why? Don't you want to know the why? Right, and I think that's what we try to do, really, at Beeson, right, is give the why behind a lot of this stuff, and it's not just a just here's a pick and, and go on and go about doing that. And, right. And I, you know, it is like you said. I think if there's nothing wrong if there's somebody that you find on Twitter that you think is a. a pretty good better or you think that gives good insight on something or whatever sure like you said use it as a guide for sure if this if somebody's on a certain bed and you respect them i use i do that from time to time if somebody is like you know a golf tournament comes around like hey for whatever reason i'm really on this guy or something like well i'll take note of that and certainly go do my own research and find out if i'm missing something if there's something that i need to be uh getting on here but yeah like you said i don't ever just because someone says hey this is what i'm doing well i immediately go and do that as well. So I think that is a really, really good one. Yeah. Or people like, I've won 10 in a row. Mm -hmm. Great. Right. That doesn't mean you're going to win your it next doesn't. one. It what, doesn't. What, what is your next uh, don't? Yeah. My, my next don't here, and this is something you're going to see a lot in the NFL season, especially now that we have as widespread of coverage as we have of the betting industry in the NFL. And that's going to be, don't buy into data mined trends and and it's very easy Ooh, explain to get it so you're going to see something come through and it's going to say 
block team XYZ is 11 and four against the spread. <laughs> Win this. And it's going to be trends. like these crazy. About the trends. Listen, the more factors that go into making that stat a, I, I, and I use stat with air quotes, by making Loosely. that factual, is, is that is that you should be a warning They're 11 sign. Eleven and yes. two on Tuesday yes. nights, going back to nineteen ninety. Yes. If you are looking at something and it needs to be a certain day of the week and it's a certain temperature outside and it's a backup quarterback going against a first-year head coach on you know on artificial on a, in a dome stadium with it's whatever a on a full moon, then like <laughs> if there's too many if there's too many factors that go into making that thing, it is not a good one. It is not at wait, all. Wait, wait, we need to start incorporating astrology. Actually, I'm into the moon theory. I think the moons are going to be a thing. Yes, it is. I mean, listen, <laughs> if you want to get to a certain thing, you can almost always find your way there because you can yes. keep whittling and whittling and whittling. Whittling. You put in more factors and more factors and more factors and more factors, and you can get to a desired result. And we see that a lot of times where people want to make a case for a team and they'll say, yeah, but you know, for the, over the last 17 seasons on Thursday night football, when it's, uh, you know, post when it's 32 yeah, degrees. Post, you know, under 32 degrees and it's uh, November to December 18th, they're wah, blah, blah against the spread. It's like, well, you know, I mean, what does that mean? That doesn't mean anything, right? I mean, like it's, it's, they've had five head coaches since then. There's nine new quarterbacks since then. There's literally not a single person playing on the team from the first nine times that this happened, you know? So, I mean, there's just, there, there's a lot of things that go into that. So just, Listen, sometimes these little these things will come through and there's there are some decent nuggets and you can say, hey, that's interesting. I'm going to I'm going to take that and, and make that part of my process and handicapping this game. But a lot of times it's nothing but noise. And so just don't get caught up in that and certainly don't get caught up in making a bet based off something like that. And it's very rarely that you would just blindly follow a trend to your point mm -hmm. in any sport, but also there are trends that maybe just pique your interest about why is that trend mm -hmm. happening as opposed to that trend's going to hit every single time. So that, I mean, there's a place for trends in yes. betting, but they're definitely not the, the end all be all. Uh, but I do appreciate you bringing up the moons. I think I'm going to start looking at <laughs> astrology charts for all the quarterbacks each week. I think that's going to be really go. good TikTok content. Like so it. look forward to that. There's a difference between content and actual analysis. So we try to just mm -hmm. kind of walk that line here. And my next one, I think you're going to love, and I might even ask you to dive into depth in this one. Do not tease totals, especially in college football. What are your thoughts on teasing totals? I My thought on teasing just in general in college football is, is don't ever, don't do it. College football is so incredibly volatile mm -hmm. that teasing college football is a losing proposition more times than not. Now, if you guys have listened to any of the stuff that I've done over the last few years at Beeson, you know, I love to play teasers in the NFL, but there are very specific times that I'm looking to play the teasers and very specific ways that I'm looking to play the teasers. And like you said, Danielle, very, very, very rarely am I ever even touching a total in the NFL when it comes to teaser situations, because again, we're really looking to try to get through key numbers whenever we're teasing. And that's where the value mm -hmm. lies. And we know that there's not really, and especially now that we've moved, now that we've moved the extra point back, now that we are such an incredibly heavy passing league, now that so many penalties are being called and pass interference and stuff like there isn't, there aren't really tried and true key numbers and totals really anymore. And so it's, it's what we're trying to do is move through those key numbers on a point spread with the total. So yes, I, I would avoid that. Nearly always, I mean, sometimes there's you're wanting to play a teaser in a same game, and so you kind of you have to play a total and a side mm -hmm. or something. But uh, more times than not, and again, yes, as you said, 
always in college football, never, never, never tease. There's, it's so incredibly volatile, that sport. And so you're going to find yourself on the losing end more times than not. And of course, we're keeping this 101 as well. And I think Gil has one of my favorite sayings. He has many of my favorite sayings, but just don't get cute with it, mm -hmm. right? I mean, you guys say this to me all the time. And you, there are people who tease totals and can tease totals, but we wouldn't recommend right. it. That's not, especially 101. So with betting, there's no hard and fast rules here, but in general, let's just not tease the totals. Let's not do that. What's your next one? My next one is a do. And this is one that is near and dear to your heart because, and it's near and dear to me is because it's one of our favorite memories is you walked in and you looked over and you said, Hey, I want to get good at this. And I want to learn about this. And what is, what are some kind of very first things that I can start doing to become a better, better. And I was like, Hey, listen, this might not be what you want to hear, but chart your bets, log your mm. bets. And this is one of my dudes. And go and and be sure that you understand where you're good, where you're bad, what you can do better, and all of that. And and Danielle, from day one, you started doing that. It was it warmed my heart. It made me feel. It, it, honestly, <laughs> well, here's the thing, though. Yeah. You stepped in and said once I had already been tracking them. You said separate them by category mm -hmm. so you can see what you're doing well. I had all my bets of every sport <laughs> on a spreadsheet. So I had all the info there, but then now I have tabs, yes. I have many tabs. I have color coding. So what sports you're making money at, even within the sports, the totals, the sides, what's working well for you? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And this is something that it, once you start doing it, you're going to say, I understand if you make a lot of bets, it is, it's time consuming, it's tedious, but if you want to get good at this or at least better at this, being able to have some hard data as to what you're good at, what you're bad at, should you be putting more time into X? Should you be putting less time into Y? Is there a leak in your game? Like, are you just absolutely a complete donkey when it comes to in-game bets, but you can't help it and you just keep firing at them left and right? Like, that's a leak. Maybe that's something you need to figure out, okay, I need to do less of this. Or you find out, wow, I'm actually way better at betting NBA, you know, totals than I thought I was or first halves mm -hmm. and whatever than I thought I was. And you can, you can kind of lean into those strengths and pull back from some of the weaknesses. And I think people that start doing it, it really is an eye-opening experience because you realize really quickly that, oh, I have been really good at this, really poor at this. I'm mediocre at this. Maybe if I put a little bit more effort in that, I can turn that into a positive. Probably should put less effort into this because I'm just not getting there with that. It is, it's a really, really good first level, very, very, very beginning thing that you can do. And it instantly, from the day you start that, it makes you better than 99% of people that are betting out there because 99% of people aren't doing it. Not keeping track, mm -hmm. not keeping track at all. And, and to your point, once I started keeping track specifically of what I was doing well, I noticed in my first year with you guys that I was terrible at live betting mm -hmm. the NBA. I was terrible. And I was doing it emotionally sometimes too, where you're trying to recover a loss and you're just like looking for an opportunity to get back in the game. And that's just not the mm -hmm. restraint that you need to be practicing. But I took that information and next season, this last year, live betting by far more profitable mm -hmm. for me in the NBA and by far more profitable for me in the WNBA. So knowing what you're weak at and you're like, well, I really love live yeah. betting. It's really fun. How do I get better at it? Mm -hmm. So tracking it is just so important for that. So I completely agree with you. This next one, I think I'm going to muddy things up a little bit here. Mm -hmm. So I might need you to clean this one All up right. for me, Matt, because I learned it from you guys. So don't make bets that work against each other. Now we're not talking about hedging here. Hedging's a thing where you're reducing your risk, et cetera. Usually we're talking about futures more or less when we're talking about hedging. There's people who like to do this and just kind of bet the opposite of what they originally wagered to kind of minimize their risk. But, and there's betters who do this. 
But I would just say, if you're just starting out, think about what the game script is going to be. So I would walk into the studio and you and Gil would be like, this is how I think this game is going to play out. And then I would say, oh, should we bet under on this quarterback's passing yards? And you were like, no, we think this game's going to go over. So that means we're going to see a lot, a lot of offense. Mm -hmm. So you don't want these bets to be working against each other where you have prop bets that signify a game going one direction and then you have totals or sides that say a different thing. Absolutely. And, and this is something that I think a lot of people can get caught up in. Well, specifically, like you said, when you get into the prop market with things, because if you are looking at a game and you have decided that you're going to play the under on the game, and then you go into the prop markets and you start betting a ton of unders, right? You're, you're basically betting against your, your outcome here, because if you are looking for more points to be scored, but you're betting unders on the props, then this isn't working against you, right? Like you want yardage, you want offense, you want things to happen here. And you're going to so, be conflicted yes, this whole game. Exactly. And so what we're, what we're trying to do here is make things more correlated as opposed to betting against what we need to have happen over the course of a game. So you can easily kind of look at this from a standpoint of take a step back and try and figure out ideally, how would this game play out? You tell yourself the story and your bets should be able to mimic that story that you're telling yourself. And so just make sure that you are making those bets that best describe why you made the bet in the first place on whatever it might be, the side, the total, the money, line, whatever it, whatever it might be. And then any bet that comes along with that needs to be telling that story. Because if you're going in the opposite direction, then you're just doing yourself a disservice because you might win this bet over here, but you lose the three other ones that you made in the prop market and you didn't profit. So just be yeah. sure that you're just be sure that you're telling a consistent story when you make your bets. And I'll play devil's advocate mm -hmm. here for people who want to hedge a lot more. Mm -hmm. If you go all one direction and say, this is how the game is going to play out and it does not play out Very that true. way. Very true. What are your thoughts? You're, what are your thoughts on hedging? Well, I mean, you're going to, you're, <laughs> I'm an all or nothing type of guy, right? Like if I have, As if I. I have conviction on the way that something's going to go and, you know, again, you and I have gotten to the point we're doing our research for games. We're not just betting blindly on things. So I've, I've at least told myself that this is how this is going to go. And so I'm just kind of going to let it play out the, the way that it's going to play out. But if you are, if you certainly don't like that type of risk or whatever, I can understand where you would do some other things. Again, I don't, I don't really like that that strategy specifically for 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 individual games and stuff. I think you like mm -hmm. just take the L, move on, figure out where you went wrong, what was the bad read, and then you move it's on. It's wishy washy. To, yeah. Like, come on. Well, yeah. what do you think? Pick a side. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm, it's funny because the the story that stands out to me is actually the Super Bowl with the Chiefs and the Bucks. And I had chief stuff all up and down my mm. bets. And then I had one bucks bet and I think it was Gronk over two touchdowns. And that was some plus money. <laughs> and that just saved me, recovered <laughs> me a little bit. But I had this whole chiefs are winning the Super Bowl bet yeah. lineup and it just went up in flames, but I didn't mind. Cause it's like, you almost feel like, well, I go down with the ship. Yeah, no, absolutely. My, my final do here, Danielle, is something that is amazing for rest of country. I don't get this here in Nevada, but please take advantage of the sports books wanting to either get or retain your business. And, and they are mm -hmm. going to give you these odds boosts. They are going to give you free bets. They are going to give you different promotions and stuff along the way. And yeah, sometimes you're not going to get rich off of them. 
but take advantage of them because trust me, when you live in a place that doesn't get them, it is very, very, very frustrating to see the rest of the country getting, you know, hey, I know how Matt feels about this. Bet a dollar when uh, 20, <laughs> all right? People are like, oh, it's $20. Like, oh, really? You're not, if you see a $20 bill on the ground, you're going to bend over and pick it up? Of course you are, you know? And so, so like, don't sit here and just. I see a dollar I'm right. bending out of <laughs> Like, it's crazy to me that some people be like, oh, yeah, that promotion's only for $20. They're giving you a free $20. Like, what is going on here with, with all this? So just, you know, take advantage of, of the sports books wanting your business, wanting to retain your business, any loyalty programs that they might be giving you, any of those types of things. Be sure, sign up for them. Take advantage of them because they're not available everywhere. Trust me. And the fact that you get it is, is just another little bit of an advantage that we can try to swing back in our direction. Yeah, and they're counting on you to make a bad decision there mm -hmm. with that bet. And we're going to make sure you don't do that, mm -hmm. obviously. My, my last do is have fun betting. It's yes. entertainment for, what, 99% of bettors, it seems like. For most people, this is not an income, right? right? Absolutely. So have fun and bet responsibly. That's my last do. No, that's a that's a perfect way to, to wrap this up. Because, again, it is if you're not having fun doing this, then you shouldn't be doing it, right? And, and that doesn't yeah. matter whether you're doing this to make money or doing this just as a recreational uh, experience because this is a thing I've always I always say this like you know I if you want to have a little bit of skin on the game because you're going to the game I perfectly understand that I mean listen if you go to the movies Danielle and we go to the movies and uh, you pay your ticket and I pay my ticket and we buy some, you know a soda and some popcorn and stuff whatever and we leave our potential ROI on that is zero dollars but we get an, <laughs> we get an experience out of it that we feel comfortable paying that money for well you know just equate it to something like that. I mean, putting a $20 bet or a $25 bet down on a game and, and getting a, a better experience in viewing that game because you do feel a little bit more into it. You do feel a little bit more connected to that game. It makes the viewing experience better for you. And oh, by the way, it's not a 0% chance of an ROI on that. There actually is a chance to get some money back on that as well. Return so, on investment. Yeah, so it is one of those things where I, I look at it and like, hey man, if 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 it is nothing but an entertainment aspect to you, I think that's awesome. I think that's perfectly fine. And it's almost even better than some of the other things out there because you can't actually make money doing it. Yeah. And to your very first point, you can always emotional hedge too. Mm -hmm. If you're like, ah, oh, it ruins the game for me. It's like, well, then just bet the opposite. Yeah. Then if your team loses, you still win money. That's a good <laughs> way is. to do it too. Uh, we don't get Matt Brown very often. So before I let you go, I want to ask you about the Rams and the Chargers because I know you've been deep diving into your NFL prep. What are yes. your initial thoughts on the Rams? Uh, we've been seeing some hot takes. Maybe they run it back. We're seeing Matt Stafford's elbow, question marks. Where are you at with the Rams? Yeah, Rams real, real, real confusing for me right now because of the Stafford situation. I understand mm -hmm. that it's early in the – I understand that it's early in camp. We still have a month to go before the season starts. There's a lot of time for things to get better. That said, I didn't like some of the wording that was coming out about saying that it was mm -hmm. an odd injury. I don't like hearing some of the things that, you know, hey, look, maybe we're going to give him another couple weeks before we get – there was a lot of things that's confusing for me about the Rams, and that honestly makes it to where I can't do – anything right now on this team. I'm like paralyzed when it comes to, to this Ram squad because there's a massive difference between Matt Stafford and John Walford, right? I mean, so whenever we're talking about what we think this team can possibly do, I just, I, I'm in a big time wait and see situation with the Rams, with the Chargers. I am basically as bullish on the Chargers as anybody can possibly be with, with this team. I have been Screaming their praises from the top of a mountaintop for, you know, all offseason. And I think I've draft. continued. Yes, Ugh. the draft, everything. I've continued with that here with the squad. I mean, listen, I think Herbert 
is one of the best young quarterbacks in the NFL. I think that there is a special upside for him. I think that if you look at this division, yes, it is incredibly tough, but could there be a step back for this Chiefs team? I think so. I think there could be a step back for this Chiefs team, and there be an opening there. Now, look, yes, are the Raiders better? Absolutely the Raiders are better. Are the Broncos better? Absolutely the Broncos are better with Russell Wilson at quarterback. But did they do as much as the Chargers did in the offseason to make their teams better? I don't think so. I think that this is one of the best, if not the best, offseasons of any squad out there. And I am super, super high on this team. I have a bet on them to win the AFC West. I have a bet on them to win the AFC as as, as a whole as well. I am uh, I'm kind of all in here on this Chargers team. So talk to me. Talk to me about week 12 to see where I, where I feel about this team when it's all said and done. But, yes, I, I love what they did and uh, really bolstering that defensive side of the ball because they were already so good on the offensive side. So really bolstering the defensive side of the ball, I think, was the way to go for them. And this could be a, this could be a, a pretty good season for that one. We're seeing Justin Herbert, obviously, in the, the most passing yards discussions, mm -hmm. obviously, he's at the top of the board there. I'm hoping for another incredible season for him. It was so sad that we didn't get to see more of him, actually, in the postseason. Um, so I'm, I'm really excited to hear that you're really high on the Chargers mm -hmm. because I am too, but I also just remember how bad that defense was, especially in terms of rushing last season. So I think they've addressed a lot of that. Oh, yeah. So As Sebastian have... Joseph Day is going to clog up that middle, the, the, the yeah. Austin Johnson – Defensive tackle, he was actually sixth overall, according to Pro Football Focus, in, in run-stop win rate last season. You bring in Khalil Mack, you have a corner in J.C. Jackson. I mean, I think it is just a, a fantastic, fantastic setup there for this Chargers squad to really make a run. I love to hear it. And the, and the Los Angeles CityCast listeners love to hear it. Thanks so much, Matt. You can follow him on Matt Brown uh, on Twitter, M2 after the Matt Brown, because there's many Matt Browns, yes. but not. Uh, that makes it sound like you're really replaceable, and you're not. And we really appreciate you coming on, Matt. Thanks, Danielle. Appreciate it. All right, stick with us. Coming up, we have to talk WNBA right here on the Los Angeles CityCast presented by BetRivers Sportsbook. Baseball is here and BetRivers has a special offer for you every Saturday throughout the season. Place a three-leg same-game parlay of at least $25 and you will earn a $10 free bet. With same-game parlays, you can combine player props and game bets to make your perfect combo. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Claim your offer on the BetRivers app or go to BetRivers.com. Welcome back into the Los Angeles CityCast presented by Bet River Sportsbook. Daniel Alvari here to talk WNBA. It's that time of the season where the lines just seem sharper than ever. And I'm really, really digging and trying to find an edge. And it's funny, actually, because uh, some of you may know I had ankle surgery two weeks ago. I got the cast off on Tuesday. I could not wait till Wednesday. We had to go in early. And just working through a very what looks like going to be an uphill battle of rehab, but just excited to be out of the cast. And to the point, uh, some of the people, lovely people on Twitter pointed out that I was on a little hot streak, actually. And I don't know if it was because I was confined to the couch and couldn't move and was dying of back pain, but for whatever reason, was on a hot streak in the WNBA. And now that the cast is off, will the magic continue? But like I said, this is a really tough part of the season where the lines get so, so sharp. So uh, if we take a look at Wednesday's game, it's one that should be familiar to you. We saw them play on Monday. Liberty at the wings. We're seeing five and a half at Bet Rivers. So Liberty plus five and a half. Again, you know that closing line value is real in the WNBA. It took me a minute to adjust to, honestly, because the NBA lines... Honestly, if the line moves like a whole point, that is a whole topic of discussion. And in the W, we regularly see these get lines open at, for example, the Lynx game the other day, I believe, opened it close to a pick'em and then ended up being a five and a half 
by closing. So you know that closing line value is real. And if you miss it, there's still ways to bet this. You guys will notice there's been times that I bet games ahead of time. And there's times you get burned on that because the player report comes out late. And then there's times that I love to live bet in case you missed it. Newsflash. So Liberty plus five and a half is what we're seeing at Bet Rivers. Total at 162 and a half. I think that total's just about dead on. And speaking of dead, the Liberty and the Wings have been playing a lot of games in the last week. And they just played each other. The Wings just clinched playoffs. They're three games ahead of the next closest team. The Liberty are still not in playoff situation. They're 13 and 20. They have to play Atlanta two more times after this, and they sit in the 10th spot, tied with the Lynx, Lynx ahead of them in the 9th spot. So still a scrum of teams there at the bottom battling. And, of course, different news has come out this last week. I mean, if he's a Collier going back in for the Lynx after giving birth to a baby three months ago and the Lynx rolling to a 10-point win, Diana Taurasi out for the season. We'll get into this as we talk about, obviously, the Lynx and the Mercury games. But a lot has been shaking down in this last week. And so we take a look at Liberty Wings again. The Wings won on Monday 86-77. to They covered minus four. They also won the game back in May. That was 81 to 71. Is playoff picture going to be a factor here? Is this going to be, you know, the Wings have three games left that are all winnable for them. They don't need to win all three. They're not going to stop trying, though, is what I assume we will see. And we talked about that a little bit, actually, I think with Calvin on Monday's show about how a lot of these W teams don't let off the gas at the end, Connecticut being the one that he pointed out. So even though... The Wings have clinched. I think we're still going to see a great performance from them. A great, that was a very generous word for the Wings for me. Uh, fifth in points per game, obviously. And I pointed this out on Monday, and we can add to it now. Have only scored less than 80 points twice in their last 13 games. And that was against the Mystics and the Storm, two very strong defensive teams. That is not the case for New York, despite all the improvements. Uh, so we're seeing a lot of over 80-point games, and it was funny because I think the team total that I saw for the Wings on Monday was something around 81 and a half. That ended up covering because they scored 86, but again, I have concerns with how many games have been played for these teams. I think we're up to, I mean, five games in, what, seven days, something like that? It was four games in six days on Monday, so this would be five and eight. I don't know. Something to consider. Uh, I'm worried about the longevity, obviously, at this point. And if you really want to get into the nitty-gritty of it, because I had to to look at this breakdown, the Liberty had four more turnovers. They barely lost the rebound battle, which I'm impressed by, frankly, because I expected that to be a landslide. And the Wings got to the line more. They, they had eight extra free throws. So even though the Liberty did go 12 of 12, 100% from the free throw line. So shout out to that. It could be as simple as that. Just turn it over less, get more boards, right? And so, and obviously <laughs> score more in the first and the fourth quarter. That would help for the Liberty as well. I think it's wings again, but I like this plus five and a half on the Liberty. I think the wings will pull out the win, but the Liberty need this more. They're so streaky. I could see them coming back and winning this, but who knows? Who knows? That total is dangerously accurate to me. So we'll be looking for something live on that or not at all. As for the Lynx at the Mercury, we're seeing minus three and a half at Bet Rivers, total at 163 and a half. This one's going to tip off at 7 p.m. Pacific time on Wednesday. The Lynx are 13 and 20. They're battling. They're battling for Sylvia. Uh, the Mercury are 14 and 19, battling for BG. I mean, really, they all are in the league, but no Diana Taurasi uh, out for the season. I believe it was a quad injury. We've seen four straight unders for Phoenix. Now, who were those against? Because it's not just four straight, right? I want to know what the what the opponent was. 
Two of those were versus Connecticut. Two were versus New York. One was a win and one was a loss versus New York. So two Connecticut games, so four straight unders, makes a little more sense when you factor in that they were up against a Connecticut team that's got an impeccable defense. But I just think this Mercury offense is falling off, and it's it's more than just Diana Taurasi missing. Minnesota, meanwhile, just beat Atlanta by 10, covered as five-and-a-half-point favorites. Again, talked about this. Almost opened close to a pick Crazy. Uh, and then the last time these two teams played on July 12th, this went over 164. The Lynx covered as seven and a half point favorites. They won 118 to 109 crazy overtime. So many points scored. So fun. Uh, 118 to 107 in overtime. And yes, the over hit for that game before they even went to overtime. So I think we're going to see an over, but Phoenix hasn't scored more than 76 points in four straight games. They scored 76 in their most recent game, but before that scored under 70 in three of their last four. Like we're talking 60s for points scored. Again, two were against Connecticut, so take that with a grain of salt. And the Lynx defense is not up to that caliber necessarily. We see a faster pace. Uh, We have Collier back, of course, huge factor to consider. I think the Lynx cover this minus three and a half. I think I like that the best. Uh, But I also think... We could see an over. The 163.5 is just about a little too rich for me. If we were seeing something more like a 161.5, I'd be like, sure, let's jump in. But this is a little too sharp for me. I think Lynx get this done, though. I'm sorry, Mercury. Not so hot take. I don't know that they're going to the playoffs. Thursday, Sky at Aces, 7 p.m. Pacific time. They last played on July 26th in the Commissioner's Cup, I believe was the last time they played. The Aces won by 10. Kelsey Plum got her tiny trophy. You guys remember, the memories are coming back. Uh, so the Aces won by 10, 93 to 83. Nice high scoring game. Went over 172 and a half. Back when the Aces were going over those 170 totals. And in case you missed it, that has not been happening as much as of late. Uh, the Sky won before that on June 21st at Vegas. And again, this is at Vegas again. 104 to 95. That also went over a 176 and a half back in June again. And then the Sky lost in May, May 28th, 83 to 76. So it's been back and forth a little bit here. And the teams are in different spots at this point of the seasons. I would say back in May, the Sky weren't fully ramped up yet. I'm not even sure that they had Kalia Copper back yet, I don't believe. And uh, mid-season, I think the Sky were kind of taking form. And then as of late, the Sky have been getting back to those tight, close games because, frankly, they're at the top. So they don't need to be blowing teams out. And they're really good, as Calvin and I mentioned on Monday, at closing out games, at least I said this, I Calvin said that they're bad at covering in the fourth quarter, which is accurate. I agree, and I'm glad he pointed that out. They don't necessarily cover for you, but they will win for you. So if you see the sky go down second or third quarter and you can get a decent money line on them, that would be something to look for for me. Uh, sky Aces is so difficult. These are the top two teams. Do we have to bet on this? Can't we just enjoy it, guys? Do we have to ruin everything with betting? Just kidding. It makes it better. Uh, but I think Sky to win here. I think high-scoring affair. But that total, it's going to be interesting to see how it's reflected because we know these uh, these teams go over. It almost If it's in the 170s, it almost might be worth looking at an under. If we get a 170, I don't know. I don't know. This could be a really, really good matchup. I don't know that I want to touch the total. It would kind of ruin it for me. But I think the Sky win it. This is going to be a live bet, I think. We have to see how the teams look. The Sky have not covered three straight. The Aces have covered one of their last four. But I think the Sky close out games. And they have more depth on their bench. 
I'm going to bet on that every time. Uh, as for the Sun at the Sparks on Thursday, 7.30 p.m. Pacific time, the Sparks are 13-20. and 20. Come on. Come on. On the LA City cast, we want to talk about the Sparks more, especially in a positive light. But it has been a rough go of it for them this season. The Sun are 23-11 and 11 straight up. They played Tuesday. Uh, the Sun won 97-71. to 71. One of our guests of our show, Brendan Glasheen, was there, I believe, working, doing play-by-play, -play, getting to travel. I think first time in Los Angeles for him, so hopefully that's been a fun time for him. You can follow him on Twitter and see all the fun stuff he's been doing. Uh, he tried to get me to come out to the game. I thought, oh, well, if you saw how purple uh, and awful my foot looked, then you probably wouldn't want me to come. So that said, they are playing again on Thursday. Sun won by, gosh, so much, 97-71 to 71 on Tuesday. You know what's a more interesting angle to me is that the Storm have tried to make things interesting as of late, the Seattle Storm, because they're a game behind the Sun now. And there was a time when I thought, oh, the Sun are firmly in that three spot, but I don't know. The Sun schedule is all very winnable, fortunately, so that will probably keep them where they need to be. But basically, just like Calvin said, they didn't let off the gas last year when they could have. This year, I don't know that they should let off the gas. So I think that the Sun obviously win and cover here, barring some kind of heroic, just, yeah, Hercules effort by really NECA <laughs> and the Sparks at this point. So I feel bad to say it, but I think that the Sparks are spent. And also the overnight in the airport. Do we need to? I can't even. It's It's become too routine. It's become too routine and we're just like, yeah, well, that's how it is. So can't even get into it. But what I will say is I would look to an under here, except the LA defense gave up 97 on Tuesday. So do with that what you will. Maybe this is a player prop game. Maybe this is where we look for some player props on Alyssa Thomas or uh, NECA or whomever. And again, Dana Mattia, great uh, guest and friend of the show and of me, does a great job with the props as well that you can find usually on Bet Rivers. And also, I think Calvin Wetzel mentioned that we saw some live props the other day on Bet Rivers too. Live prop set um, sighting. So lots of exciting things going on as we wrap up the WNBA season. And that is the wrap up for the show as well. So thank you for listening to the Los Angeles city cast as always back on Friday, Adam Burke will be on the show. We'll talk Dodgers, angels, uh, Rams, chargers. And of course we'll also have Calvin Wetzel back on for one last time for the regular season games of the WNBA. So that and more to look forward to on the Los Angeles city cast presented by bet river Sportsbook.